Welcome to Pocketful of Grace, the weekly podcast of Grace Lutheran Church here in State College, Pennsylvania. I'm Pastor Carolyn Hetrick, and today we have a special podcast as we prepare our hearts and minds for worship for the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. Our lives can be so busy, and it can be really hard to make time for God to speak to us and for us to reflect. I invite you to join us now wherever you are. Whatever is calling for your attention, let this be your time to listen to God and to leave with a pocket full of grace for the journey. Today, as we get started, I'd like to ground us in a prayer. Lord, you have prepared a table before all people and poured out your life in abundance. Call us again to your feast. Strengthen us by what is honorable and just and good. Change us to be people of righteousness and peace, guided by your love, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, today we have a very special treat because week after week you get to hear Pastor Shul and I, but today we have our faith formation team, Cindy Fritz and Peter Horn, for a special time to get together and talk about two of our lessons for the week. And I thought maybe we should get started by acknowledging how we're all feeling lately. I don't know about you, but I think I have been, and a lot of people I know, have been kind of grumpy and angry, and we're getting on each other's nerves a lot more these days. And I'm wondering if that's happening for you guys, if you have any times that you can think about that happening lately. I'm sure that never happens in your home. No, not in my, <laughs> not, not in my house with, with four kids. And I, I am thankful that we are back in person learning, but, um, but uh, also a little sad, too. So when I thought about this um, Philippians passage, and it has to do with, you know, some angry people, or it made me think of um, parenting. Mm-hmm. And kids, uh, oftentimes, like, they got that toy, and they started to argue over you know, it's my turn, or it's mine, it was given to me, it's, you know, and that constant back and forth, and there's only a matter of time before parents, even (laughs) pre-COVID, there's only a matter of time before parents will snap and just say, that's it, give me the toy, and they take it away. You know, one of the things that I think I'd like to just throw in here right now is that maybe I should do the reading from Philippians. I think that would be good. That would help us take what you've just shared and ground it a little bit more. This is from the fourth chapter of Philippians. If you've got your Bible at home, you want to flip to the New Testament and flip all the way past the Gospels and Acts. And there's a bunch of little tiny letters and look for Philippians. My brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they've struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, 
whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things and keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. And the God of peace will be with you. So, Euodia and Syntyche are two names that don't show up very much in modern times. But these were two women back in the time of the Apostle Paul who were doing something together and they had a disagreement over what was the best thing to do. And they got really, really sort of stuck in their argument with each other. We don't know what it was about. But you ever have that happen where the more that you're not getting along with someone, the more you decide that you're right? <laughs> yeah, I think that happens. Yep. Yep. And that made me think about the conversation that you were beginning with talking about the toy, and eventually the parent has to intervene. And that's sort of what Paul is doing today. These two women are having some kind of disagreement, and he's inviting a third person to sort of step in with them and try to help get things sorted out. Because I think we all know that when there's some big major disagreement or conflict happening in our house, until it's worked out, no one knows peace. It used to happen in my house all the time. They'd stomp up the stairs and slam the doors. There's no peace until we get it sorted. Oh, yes. You can even blame each other for, well, if you hadn't done this, then maybe we would, you know, mom wouldn't have taken away that toy or, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me a little bit of the uh, Penn State hockey games and the students yelling at the goalie. It's all your fault. It, it, it doesn't entirely help in this, but uh, I, I don't know if I can say in my household, I urge you, one child, and I urge you, child two, to be of the same mind. If, <laughs> if I talk like that, 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 would not, uh, that, that would not fly very far to, uh, to, to trying to uh, re remedy whatever situation is going on. Yeah, well, I think what Paul is really getting at there is not that we have to agree on everything, but that we use the same sorts of things to help us remember how to be with one another in ways that are going to be about the love of Jesus and are going to be about the peace that Christ brings into our lives. It's hard for us to hold on to that idea of peace, but... So remember, at the end of the day, there are some things we can agree upon, and one of those is how much God loves us. One of the things that Paul talks about that I think sometimes is behind our times when we're grumpy or fighting is he says, don't worry about anything. And a lot of times when there were fights in my house with my kids, it was because someone was worried that someone was going to get something they didn't get, or they were going to go somewhere they weren't going to get to go, or they were going to have something happened in their lives or they weren't going to have it happen. And when they got worried about that, their feelings started to pop out and it showed up like arguments. I think um, with having teenagers at home, I have seen quite a bit of that. And uh, especially, again, COVID times seem to bring out um, the really short fuse for mm -hmm. almost every parent, yeah. every child, you know, no matter the age, because things just aren't the way we wanted them to be to begin with. And there's a whole bunch of extra worry that uh, ver verse six for, for me is, is always the do not worry or, you know, the Jesus is do not be afraid 
Like, easy for eh, you to say, Jesus. Super, super easy, man. You know what's going on. But uh, yeah, that, that in verse six, it's the do not worry, but replace it with thanksgiving. I, I think that's a hard, hard leap for, for us um, to, to do, you know, yes, in prayer and in supplication with thanksgiving uh, to take your worry to God. But that, that, that's often a, a super hard thing just to even get out of our own minds and be mindful enough to, to, to move towards a, a, a thought of thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, that word supplication is just really a fancy word for prayer, in case you're wondering. But, you know, part of what is being said there is there's this anything and everything happening. Don't worry about anything. Take everything to God in prayer. You know, take your prayers to God. And then there's that little monkey wrench in there of, but do it with thanksgiving. And I don't know, but there are days when I have to dig really deep to find something that I can say thank you about. And maybe that's happened for some of you too. Some days it's really easy and everything's going our way. Other days it's like, boy, I am just having a terrible, no good, horrible day. Wasn't that the name of a book? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and my, uh, one of my daughters, um, who's now grown, but she has anxiety. And she worries not just a little bit. She can worry a lot. And one of the things that sometimes uh, she uses is when you're in the middle of feeling like you're really hung up in your anxiety, stop and look for five things you can see. Look for four things you can hear. Look for three things that you can smell. Sometimes that doesn't turn out so good. Look for two things you can feel, right? As a way of breaking that cycle. And almost every time, one of those things that she sees or she hears or you smell or you feel is something that you, you can be grateful for. Like yesterday I went hiking and I was grumpy because my boots were getting stuck in the mud the whole time. And then we came around the corner and the sun was starting to go down and it was this beautiful golden color coming through the trees. And it just changed everything. And I think it could be that simple. That Paul's not trying to make this, that we have to be super Christians. He's trying to give us something that we can work with. I think um, part of what strikes me in all of that is um, part of verse 7 where it says, which surpasses all understanding. Yeah. Because we don't understand um, all the time. And just like you were mentioning, like, okay, if we can distract ourselves, if we can, you know, you come around the corner. So it surpasses our understanding of what we need, but not God's. And um, I, I just really like the idea that I don't have to have it figured out. Somebody else has it. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I may be grumpy, but I can be assured that someone else has it. God has it. Yes. And, and Paul hits on that in, in verse 8. You know, this whatever is true, whatever is honorable, just, pure, pleasing, commendable, um, all, all of these things. Yeah, Paul, Paul seemed to be an expert at this mindfulness thing that, that, that mm -hmm. has started to be much, much more prevalent uh, nowadays that, that, that long before the calm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly Paul, Paul seemed to have a little bit more understanding a little bit closer to God's all and all surpassing or surpassing all understanding aspect yeah you know sometimes I've heard people say that when they're starting to feel in this time especially if they don't have a large family around them you know and they can you can 
feel a little down because you've already looked at the four corners of where you live and there's nothing new to see and maybe you can't travel or do something. And, you know, I look at that last verse where Paul is saying, keep on doing the things that you've learned or that you've heard or that you've seen me do. And I've heard people say that, you know, when I'm really feeling sort of cooped up, like instead of waiting for someone to call me, I'll pick up the phone and I'll call somebody or I'll text them or I'll message them or some way of reminding ourselves that we are really all connected, which is where this reading started in the first place. Paul is talking about people who are they're together, they're a group, they're a community in some way, and that he wants them to be a beloved community. He wants them to be a community that knows love and shows love so that other people will see this love and say, wow, what do they know that I ought to know that would make my life you know, feel, feel like there's joy in it? That we're not in this alone, no matter how we feel. And, and if we even take a, a simple thing, like picking up the phone or sending a note or doing something that reminds us that we're in this with other people, that's a big part, too. If I go back to um, my little thought about the parent and the toy that was taken away. Yes. Um, usually there's a timeout period there. <laughs> For and all sometimes there's a long timeout. Either the children or the parent and definitely the toy. <laughs> yes. We've all had a timeout, and when that item gets returned, there's usually a lot of joy to be had. Mm-hmm. And I would say that there are times that the kids, even though they'll never tell you that that happened, they'll reflect on what happened that made our toy go away. And like that, we can sort of, um, we ask them to practice, you know, good behavior or things around the house. So again, if you think about practicing, um, one of the things that I liked, and again, this is going to go back to the whole parent and kid discussion, is the idea that, um, you know, you teach kids skills that, to be polite, to do things that you ask them to do. So again, it's telling you to practice um, the things that you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. And I think as parents, we, we want kids to practice to get things right. But in this case, it says that you will practice for peace. Yeah. And really, that is what you get when things have resolved and you know that whole surpassing understanding, you will find that peace. And it's a way of practicing so that something feels like your go-to, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to use my daughter again as an example. And when she was younger and she was having struggles, we had some different things that um, her therapist said, well, why don't you try these different ways of helping yourself get not so hung up on something? And when you practice those things, they can become your go-to. And whether that is that you stop and say a simple prayer, it could be as simple as, God, I need you to help me right now. Be who I need to be. Or I'm really sad and I just, I just need to know that you're there for me. Something simple that we practice so that we can have something that we can rely on because we know that we might have had something that made us grumpy today and there's a pretty good chance that some other day Something else is going to make us grumpy. (laughs) And if we can say, oh, wait, this is what I can do that will help me right now so that I can be who I want to be and who God wants me to be. I used to tell my girls, remember who you are 
and remember whose you are. Not just so that you better behave, but also remember how much you're loved. Remember how much you're loved. We're all going to make mistakes. But I think we get this, this writing in the Bible because these people were having a hard time and they were really stuck. And I think that Paul and God wanted them to say, okay, hey, wait, there's a way we can get through this together. And I really want to give you something to encourage you. So speaking of encouraging words, though, we have another really favorite part of the Bible that all of us know. Psalm 23, and it doesn't matter how young or old you are, most people really, really love Psalm 23. So I'm going to read it first, and then we can talk about it and head toward a closing prayer. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures, leaves me beside still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord. And guide me along right pathways for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the darkest shadows, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is a restfulness to, uh, <laughs> to, to the reciting of that psalm, yes. Yes, I've said it a lot of times. So, I'm wondering, which part of that maybe is speaking to us today in the conversation we've been having? I'm wondering about that table in the presence of my enemies. Because we were talking about being grumpy with each other. Have you ever had the time when you had the family dinner and there were people at the table, like maybe someone had gotten in trouble or someone was trying to get in trouble and it's making dinner time really be like a thing? Yes, the whole, why, why do we even try to sit down at the table and do this? Why, why are we? <laughs> yeah. It's good practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But imagine God telling us, even when you feel like right now you're surrounded by people who, enemies is a strong word, but people who are really making you unhappy, that God promises to be right there with you and pro providing for you. Right there with you and providing for you. Yeah. It makes me want to sing the sheep song, but I know we can't do that today. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that I, you know, thought about was the dark and scary places mm -hmm. and that it's not just the table mm -hmm. you know it's the things that we don't really want to do and sometimes for kids that's like going to the dentist getting a shot getting a flu shot um you know there's any number of things that are dark and scary places um and even for adults you know yeah. getting well, over walking out of your house sometimes is a dark and scary place <laughs> yeah. even if it's even if the sun is shining yeah, you know, whether you have a test to take or there's something going on with your job that makes you worried. Um, there could be any number of things going on. I mean, we just had the pet blessing this past weekend, and one uh, pair of ladies brought a picture of a pet that they had lost recently, and they were, you know, they were sad. They were grieving. Um, there are lots of places that can feel dark and scary, and when they do, 
it feels like it's never going to end, that it's going to stay dark and scary for a long time. But I think part of what the psalm is telling us is that, that it, it won't. And we're not alone. You know, That's we right. We reach out. And we're, we're never alone. Which is why this is the good funeral psalm, too. Yes. <laughs> that we're, we're never alone, even if our That's loved right. one is gone. That's right. And because we know that we will ultimately be able to be with God forever, it means that we, as Christians and as Lutherans, believe that even when people are not with us anymore because they have died and they have gone to heaven, we know that we will be together again someday and together with God. And so there's this part of life that we're living, but there's going to be more, and, and God's going to provide for us there too, and it'll be amazing. So... Like that whole surpassing all understanding. Nah. Yes, yes. We can't even imagine it. It'll be right. that good. It'll be that good. So, what's the best thing you can imagine at the feast with God in the end of time? What's the one thing that you hope is there? Endless dinner rolls. Endless dinner rolls. <laughs> Here, I thought you would come up with smoked meat. <laughs> no, got, got to have bread. <laughs> Mine is chocolate. <laughs> mm, I think, um, like, the cheese tray. Oh, yeah, the cheese yeah. tray. Cheese tray, yeah. some grapes, yeah. you know. But, but the fancy cheese tray. Fancy yes, cheeses, fancy cheese yes. Tray. That's right, the fancy yes. cheese tray. Well, whatever that life will be like, the one thing we know is the fact that we're in God's presence will be the most amazing thing ever. So, we're not ready for that yet, however. But I thought we might be ready for a closing prayer. So, Cindy, I think you've got something from the, the Spark Psalm book. I do indeed. Like a shepherd, lead me. And this is a prayer from Psalm 23. Like a shepherd, Lord, please lead me. Like a sheep, I need your guidance too. Lead me to quiet waters and to green grass where I can play. When I am in dark and scary places, watch over me and see me through. It comforts me to know that you will always keep me safe. Pour your blessings over me, Lord, and shower me with your grace. That way, I will have goodness and mercy with me at all times. Because you are my guide in my life, I will always be in your care. Amen. Well, guys, if you're looking for more Bible study, check out Joy in All Circumstances. We're wrapping up our study of Philippians this week. Um, next week we'll be starting a few weeks of All Creation Sings. Uh, we're going to be talking about caring for God's gift of creation. This is a perfect time of year to be talking about that. Our Bible study is available every Wednesday by 10 a.m. as a video or as an audio recording. And there's a print study guide all available on our website under sermons and on our Faith Formation website glcfaithformation.org and stay tuned for Sunday. You can watch our pre-recorded Zoom worship hosted by 7 a.m. on our Facebook page and on our website glcpa.org under sermons. You can listen live on the radio at 10.30 in the morning on WRSC on AM or FM or on your smart device. And you can come for drive-in worship with Holy Communion at 8.30 in the morning in our parking lot. Full details are on our website. And for in-person worship opportunities, please bring a mask. Thank you, Cindy and Peter, for being with us today. And as always, friends, however we gather, it's a joy to be with you as we refill ourselves to love and serve Jesus. Take care, friends.